0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Missions with Moises podcast. I am your host, Moises Davison, and I'm especially excited for today because we have a very special guest, Faven Kabita. She is a senior at George Mason. She is majoring in community health, and she also is our Chi Alpha Club president. And today, Faven, we are going to learn more about you and just really see how Gs became such an instrumental part of who you are.
1: Yeah, thanks for the introduction, Moises. I'm glad to be here.
0: So, Faven, one of the first questions I have is, what do you like best about the summer?
1: My best, okay, the best thing I like about summer is going to the pool, swimming, um, eating ice cream, spending time with friends, and especially if I don't have classes, I like to just relax, not have to worry about... Um, like what assignments I have to do, projects. And so, yeah, just relaxing.
0: That's cool. So you mentioned spending time with friends. You mentioned a pool party. Yeah. Which why I'm so glad that this summer we have been able to really incorporate a lot of pool parties into our calendar for KAI Alpha. Oh, yeah. And especially with community, because Real Community Faven is one of our anchors in KAI Alpha. And it's so encouraging that this summer so many students have really taken upon themselves to even do things like open up their home for game nights, movie nights, pool parties like the one we're going to this Sunday, so we can experience community.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think especially because we've been locked in so much last year, everybody's ready to go out and have fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank God for the vaccine, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, at the end of May, when we had our first large group in person in over a year, I can't imagine – how much I meant to all of you the students to be able to worship in person and not have to worry about so many social restrictions or spatial distancing all that we could just be free to worship and free to hang out in community in person with one another
1: yeah it felt really good
0: right so I'm really hoping that nowadays once the pandemic ends completely I hope none of us ever take for granted just being able to be in each other's presence like how you and I are in this room doing this podcast recording. I hope none of us take this for granted in the future, you know? hmm Because, you know, as Christians, we're meant to be in community. We're not meant to be on an island. You know, even God, he is a trying God. He's three in one. So even his own embodiment as a spiritual being represents community, the Father, son, the Holy Spirit. And I know for sure, all through our scripture, you see examples of how God wants us to be in community as well.
1: hmm yeah, community is definitely important. And I'm glad we can meet up again. It's so different, like Zoom is great, but I think after a while, it's just not the same as meeting in person and just hugging people and worshiping together. You can feel God's presence. Yeah, it's definitely different. Right. Yeah.
0: And I'm so excited just for everything that God has for us going forward in the summer and the fall and the years to come. Yeah. So Fabian, can you also tell us where you're from?
1: Yeah, so I'm originally from Ethiopia. I was born there, um, but I came here when I was five with my mom, and I've been living here in Virginia ever since.
0: So what city in Ethiopia were you born in?
1: I was born in Addis, which is the main city.
0: Very cool. yeah. And in what ways is Ethiopia different from Virginia?
1: Oh man, it's different a lot of ways. Um, like specifically, hmm. I guess like roads is different. the way people drive there is crazy. Um, I know Virginia, like driving here in Virginia is crazy, but Ethiopia is crazier. People, yeah, it is. um, and like the stores, the shops are different. They're mostly outside. It's not usually in buildings. Um, what else? And there's like animals everywhere. Like in front of my house every morning I would wake up and I would see bulls. Like there would be a man, um, herding bulls.
0: Hurting bulls? Yeah. They have bull hurting in Ethiopia?
1: Yeah. I did
0: not know that.
1: Yeah. And so it was interesting. Like, I remember I would wake up. And so you would always hear him yelling. So when you're walking uh, to the store or something, you always have to, like... You can't walk with your your headphones in it. Like, you always have to be listening. Because if you hear him coming, he's, like, yelling with the bulls running. And so you have to always be watching your back to make sure they're not behind you. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. That is... Very interesting. It is. And it sounds like it's a pretty day-to-day common occurrence in Ethiopia.
1: In some parts. It's not all parts. Like, there's, like, the city parts and there's like, the country part. But right. where I, where my family lives, that's how it's, like...
0: Right, and do these individuals try to tame the bull and have them as a pet in those things? No, no. It's just for sport, kind of?
1: No, um, they sell them. So, like, if we would have a holiday or something, like, a family would buy one bull and then they would kill it and eat it.
0: Wow. Yeah. So can you please tell us your salvation story and the process of you becoming a Christian?
1: Yeah. So I actually grew up as a Christian. My family's Christian. So I always went to church. I always knew about God. Um, but I thought being a Christian meant since my parents were saved, I thought I was automatically saved. And like I thought it was just about going to church. Um, I didn't realize it was much more than that. And it wasn't until uh, junior year in high school where we had moved churches and um, the pastor there, he started to teach me and some other young adults or like teens at the time, yeah, teens. He would teach us about what salvation meant and what it means to be a Christian. And that's when I really started to get convicted because I realized the way I was living wasn't honoring God and I wasn't a true believer. And after he taught us at the end, he was like if you guys want to get baptized you can get baptized now and so I made the decision to get baptized 2016 October and um, it was after that that I had my first encounter with the Holy Spirit and yeah after that the Lord just started to work in me and change he started to remove certain people from my life and certain habits that I had he started to remove and that's when I really started to become a true believer
0: well that's great yeah And I really like how you said, when you got older in high school, you realized that being saved wasn't something that you inherited because of your family. Mm -hmm. It had to be the sin that you made yourself. And we're able to have salvation and eternal life because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And we're able to step into the salvation when we decide to repent and turn away from our sinful human nature in order to follow one of holiness with Christ's standards. Mm and in kaya for the staff team we have been reading a book called the hole in our holiness and basically this whole book breaks down in practical steps how to live a holy life because the word holiness it means to be set apart so as christians we're called to be different from the world around us and there's tends to be a misconception that sometimes if you try to live a holy life that you want to be too religious or too legalistic but when you look at Scripture, you really see that's what we're called to do. We're called to live life's fullest to the measure that Christ has for us, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, I think about the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians is all about identity formation. The first three chapters are about how we receive the gospel. Then the last three chapters are about how we live out this faith practically. We're loving others, forgiving, and no one some talk. So the fact that you mentioned how you had to change certain habits, that is a evident sign of your new faith in Jesus being developed. Yeah. Because if there's no change in your behavior, you don't see the fruit of the spirit. Can you really say this person's really a believer? Hmm. Because it is true, we're not saved by works, but works are a result of our faith, the way it says in scripture.
1: Right. Yeah. No, that's true. And even, I mean, even if you look at like John where Jesus is saying like abide in Um, abide in me and if you abide in me then you will bear fruits Mm -hmm. it's like it's a direct result like if you spend time with Jesus then you have to be changed you can't come out the same like you're spending time with God you know and so he's going to remove things that doesn't honor him and that doesn't glorify him and it's not easy but it's definitely worth it
0: right yeah it's either than done but it's a process exactly yeah so how did you first hear about Kai Alpha as a freshman
1: So I first heard about Kai Alpha with Lydia, actually. We were roommates, freshman year. And we were looking for events to go to uh, because we just had moved in. We're freshmen, we want to get involved. So we were looking at what events um, Mason was holding. And Kai Alpha had a movie night. And so we were like, oh, let's go check out the movie night. And so we went, and that's when we met you and Caleb and Jago and Tori and Iyasu. um, And I remember leaving that night, and me and Lydia were like, wow, like, these people are really genuine. And it was a movie night. It wasn't even a church service. Like, that's how you can tell it was real. Like, God's presence was there, and um, we can see the light that you guys had. And so we were like, we have to come back. And that's when it all started.
0: Right. And you remember what movie we were watching that night?
1: Woodlawn. Right. It was Woodlawn, yeah. Right.
0: It's one of my favorite Christian movies. Yeah. And... Meeting you, Fabian, has always been a pleasure, you and Lydia, and both of you ever since that movie night. You all have been instrumental in our fellowship. It's been nice to see you at service weeks, Lee. It's been nice to see a at Jubilee when you were first coming. You even helped out with the nursery. Mm-hmm. You have led small group. You have been a great, faithful club president. And it's nice to see you be so consistent and faithful ever since Welcome Week now going almost four years ago
1: wow it's crazy time flies it doesn't even feel like four years and honestly i don't even see it as work like i just do it because i love this group and it's changed me and it's helped me so much Kai Alpha, like yeah it's helped me grow so much and so one of the ways that i can pay back is by serving and just doing what i can
0: well we definitely appreciate you favorite.
1: thank you yeah
0: what's it like to be a christian on a secular college campus
1: Um, It can be challenging at times because you know that, you know, not everyone that you meet is going to have the same mindset as you. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's going to be times where, like, maybe you'll take a class and it doesn't align with what God's word says or what your belief is. And so there are times where I've doubted and, like, I struggled with my faith, Um, maybe, like, with a conversation with a friend or something a professor said. But it really, like, makes you think about, like, am I believing what I'm believing just because it's something I learned in Sunday school or do I really understand why this is true and why God's word is true? And so it can be hard, but it helps you to grow and be more solid in your faith and like what you believe in. Right. Yeah.
0: Because our faith, the foundation partly comes from the word of God.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And that is where we have to put our foundation on. So when it's challenged, we have to go back to the word
1: mm-hmm. to
0: see what the right answer is. Yeah. And it's here something done too, and you're not gonna be an expert in one witnessing experience, but it's like with everything else, the more you do it, the more you step out on your faith, the more you share, and the more you answer those tough questions, the better you'll be at it. And it's also a greater opportunity to rely on the Holy Spirit to help you as well.
1: Right, and I think, like we talked about in the beginning about community, I think this is where community also plays a huge role. like. You know, if I have a question and I go to the word but I can't get it answered, I can go to, you know, my youth pastor like Caleb or go to one of the youth leaders or someone else who's a believer and we can talk about it and share our points of view together. So,
0: yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We're all in this together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And something I like is how in the Gospel of Matthew, when it talks about the Beatitudes and things of that nature, Sermon on the mouth, it talks about how we're called to be the salt and light of the earth. And when I research how salt biblically in those times was used to preserve food and specifically meat, I think about how as a salt and the light of the world, we're called to be influencers in this world. Hmm. We're called to help to make the world better. Hmm. We're called to be the light. And you know, the light stands out the most amongst darkness. Right. And the reason I love campus ministry so much is because someone like you, Fabian, who has been in our fellowship, who is a genuine Christian, who is on the college campus, who is surrounded by many classmates that may know a little bit of God, or have turned away from God, or do not know God at all. You can really be an impact to them. And the best part about it is, you don't even have to give a sermon. You -hmm. just have to live your life the way you do so well for God. Mm -hmm. And people will see that, people will see a difference in you. And I think you yourself have a gift of just being an evangelist, and just being bold to share your faith and declare it to other people.
1: Yeah, that definitely comes from the Holy Spirit, because I get shy at times. But something else I wanted to mention was even Alpha, like it stands for Christ Ambassadors, right? And so it's like our whole mission is about being a representative of Christ, wherever you are. So you don't have to be a pastor or a preacher. You can just go to your class and, you know, show Christ. And um, if that conversation comes up, share Christ with a classmate or with a friend. And so we have so many opportunities on the college campus to share Christ. Right.
0: And I love that you don't have to be a pastor because there's such a common misconception that sharing your faith is only for the pastor, missionary, Sunday school teacher. But all believers, we're called to the mission of reconciliation. We're called Mm. to take part in the Great Commission. And we're called to speak truth into other people's life.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And that to me personally, it really gets me excited Mm. because we're dealing with what's eternal. Mm. We're dealing with heavenly treasure and what could be more important than sharing the gospel
1: amen that's facts yeah
0: and personally are there other ways you've seen your relationship with jesus change in college
1: i think uh one of the biggest ways is before coming to college i would really depend on my parents and church conferences to like hear from the lord Maybe if like a prophet comes, or we have like a huge conference, it's like, oh, I, I want God to speak to me, you know. And I, I would have this expectation, only in those times. But I wouldn't want to hear from God in my alone time, or I wouldn't set time aside to hear from Him uh, personally. And so when I came to college, it was like, you know, I'm dealing with certain choices I have to make, and it's like, there's no church conference I can go to to hear from God. So I have to take time aside and really seek Him for myself. And so I think. Uh, coming into college and throughout I've really learned to set time aside and how important that is and to hear God for myself because he does want to speak to us you know we're his children he said Jesus even says like my sheep hear my voice and so if we're his children he wants to speak to us and he wants to guide us and that has really helped me to grow
0: right know? even in the gospels there are many times where Jesus was his disciples but he wouldn't off by himself to be with the Father. Yeah. And I know some people might find it strange that someone like Jesus, who was also is God in the Bible, having to be someone that prayed to God the Father, how can he really do that if he's God himself? Well, the way I look at it is that he wants to demonstrate and be an example of the kind of relation we should have with God.
1: Mm. Right. And if Jesus did it, imagine how much more we would have to do it too. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Because solitude with God is extremely important.
1: It is, yeah.
0: Because as Christians, leaders, we want to be people that operate in a state of overflow. Mm -hmm. Meaning the things we share with people, how we interact with them, it's all of a result of a relation with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we can't give what we don't have.
1: Exactly, yeah. And you know, like, the change happens when you spend time alone with him. Like, it's good to go to church, it's good to have community, but it's in that alone time where... Uh, God really, like, convicts you of things and he removes things and he speaks to you. It's like, it's in those alone times with him. Right. Apart from church, yeah.
0: Right. And I think about how many of us, we probably won't leave our house with our iPhone charge or our Samsung phone charge. Mm -hmm. I think about how much more important it is that we don't even leave our house without being spiritually fed.
1: Wow. Yeah. I think maybe it's because we don't see that, we don't realize the importance of it at times. It's like, We think, oh, I'll just skip a day or I'll skip, you know, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it when I have time. But we do have time. We just don't want to give it to him.
0: Right. It's because at times we can see God as a to do list item. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's a wrong way to look at it is because, like most to do list items, it can be skipped or forgotten about. Yeah. But in reality, God should be the center of your life. Mm -hmm. And everything else should be influenced directly with your relationship with God Mm -hmm. and not the other way
1: around. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like if you don't start to create that habit early on, you're not going to do it later on. Right. Because to create a habit, it takes time, and it takes commitment and consistency. Mm. And so if you don't start it early on, you're going to find an excuse. Like if you find an excuse now, you'll find an excuse later too. Right. Yeah.
0: And habit forming, what helps with that is also proper discipline.
1: Right,
0: yeah. You know, I will listen to a podcast that the National Training Kyalfa missionary, he helps out with a lot of the training at the national level with the CMIT and things of that nature. His name is Alex Rodriguez, and he was saying something that I really enjoyed that discipline leads to desire and desire leads to delight. Wow. And that was his framework for explaining the importance of discipline and the benefit it can have in our lives. And consistency can be hard, but it can be done with small, habitual steps. So something that I do to help me be better at habit forming is I try to make my bed every morning. The same thing, if you want to relate to something more spiritual, when you first wake up in the morning, instead of grabbing your phone, just grab your Bible. You don't have to read 10 or 20 chapters. You read one chapter mm-hmm. if you're not something to read about consistently. And don't spend two hours if you struggle even spending a minute with God start with 10 minutes 15 minutes put a timer hmm. because i'm not talking about being legalistic i'm talking about putting boundaries in your life so you can spend intentional time with god and then use those boundaries to build on even more time with god and just improving that skill and make it something that's habitual in part of life does that makes sense
1: oh yeah it does and i like how you said take small steps because it's you can't really you know take a big step unless you start small like it's kind of hard so
0: right yeah and the reason that a lot of people aren't successful in our society is because they make unrealistic goals yeah you know that's why making smart goals are important goals are realistic something that's actually attainable and then you want to build upon your progress
1: right
0: same thing with working out if you never go to the gym don't make your first goal going seven days a week that's not practical or realistic and then once you don't meet that unrealistic goal at most times you get discouraged and your times you just give up altogether. Mm -hmm. And I feel many young Christians experience this spiritually. Mm. God wants to work with teachable people.
1: Mm. Do you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. And the Holy Spirit is there to help us too, right? There's a verse that says um, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. So it's like God doesn't expect us to do it on our own strength too. It's like he's like, just be willing to do it and I'll help you do it. You know, it's like because sometimes we're like, God, I can't do it. So God is like, okay, I'll give you, I'll, you know, I've given you your, my spirit to help you and to give you the strength and the desire to want to seek him too.
0: Right. Yeah. Even if it's uncomfortable. Right. We can be uncomfortable faith because we have the comfort of the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen to that.
0: God's presence inside of us.
1: Amen. amen. And
0: a lot of times, mistakes, challenges we go through, all this can really be used by God to help us mature. And the Bible also calls that Pruning. You know, we're being refined to god's glory hmm. because we have to be molded by something either the world or god and it should be the latter it should be god that we're molded to
1: exactly amen
0: and so the last question i have for us today Fave, and thank you for being such a wonderful guest i've enjoyed just you being able to share your story with all of us and i hope in the audience listening has been encouraged by who you are as a person and a christian all the years i've known you you've always been a blessing and i'm just so excited for what God has for you later down the line in the future, as a good segue to our last question, what are your plans for the future?
1: That's a great question. Um, I don't know yet. I'm well. I am planning, like you said, it's good to plan. So I've spent the summer just trying to plan and think about because I am going into senior year, so I kind of have to plan what I'm, what I want to do after. So maybe getting my master's in public health or looking into some fellowships, but I know I want to work in um, the field of community health, public health. And so I'm still looking, still researching and trusting God to guide me along the way.
0: That sounds good. Well, I know wherever you'll end up, you'll be a blessing and an asset and inspiration there.
1: Thank you, Moises.
0: Again, thank you for being a guest on this podcast. Thank you. Those are listening. And I really hope this podcast continues to be a blessing and a resource, not just, to me and to the guests on the podcast but to all of you listening because I really believe that the gospel needs to be really accessible as possible
1: Amen. and
0: this thank is a dream that God has given me and I've taken steps just to be obedient to it and just to see the fruit that will come from it
1: Amen, I'm excited for you Moises yeah. Yeah.
0: So thank you all for listening and I can't wait to see you on our next episode of the Mission Says podcast Take care What's good you y'all? Stay blessed